Okay, hey everybody, welcome to the 13th episode of Alpha's Back in Pod Form. Uh, it's a very special episode. Uh, I'm joined live in person by Katya Zenina. Hello. This is Byron Hussey, and I've got Gumba Masta on the line. Yeah. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Come on. Now, it is a, this is a doubly special episode because not only is it a, um, a, a, um, a, a live performance, but it is also the first episode in which we meet, um, Kate's mother, Dorothy, I think is her name. Yeah. All right. I, I forgot. I totally forgot what her name was, even though we looked it up. It's Dorothy. And now a note about the production quality of this episode. I, um, Katya and I are sharing a mic, and it has a loose um, thing on the bottom, which is making some terrible noise. Uh, so some of this might not be usable. We'll see. And we both we both might sound sort of faint. But this is this is the, uh, the adventures of podcasting. These are the kinds of things that you can't you know you, you can't buy. These are the these are the experiences in life that that really just make you know, make, make worth living, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. So, um, Gumba. Yeah. Any, uh, any starting thoughts about this before we dive in about the, the ALF or anything in general, really? The floor is yours. Uh, about this episode? Yeah, or life in yeah. general. <laughs> well, I think it's, uh, the first episode, uh, where we uh, actually have confirmation that uh, Kate and uh, Willie have an active sex life, apparently. Oh, that's true. That's a very good point. A um, little bit unsettling. We we thought perhaps the children were um, created um, asexually in a uh, in a lab, or in like a kidnapped, kidnapped perhaps. Kid, kidnapped. Yep. But no, we have confirmation that there was a sexual encounter. Between Willie and, and uh, Kate and Alf witnessed it, so that's cool. And how are you doing in general, Gumba? Anything else going on in your life that you want to talk about? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm just trying to find some. Uh, I'm trying to uh, look up this episode on um, IMDb. Have oh, you haven't you haven't watched it then? Oh no, I have. I just wanted to get some some extra um, extra you know notes and things, um, but it's just I'm, I'm multitasking. It's difficult. So oh, let's see. This is the first episode. Oops. Is it IMDb instead of episode? Okay. Good. I'll cut this out later, right? No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> okay, apparently I do need to put in all, all, all the letters. Okay. Mother and child. Mother. So this episode is called Mother and Child Reunion. It initially aired on 12th January 1987. This is the 13th episode of Alf. I believe it was the fourteenth that was shot, mm -hmm. uh, based on the um, the numbers ripped from the DVD legally. Um, and this one s stars um, all the usual people, but uh, we have a guest star by the name of uh, Anne Mira, who plays Dorothy Dorothy Halligan. That's Kate's mother. So we also are learning, I think, Kate's uh, maiden name for the first time in this episode, which is Halligan, Kate Halligan. So is uh, is Kate mother is Kate's mother currently married, or do we know anything about that, about her family, about her family situation? That I think is currently a mystery. It may be revealed in future episodes. My guess is that she, um, Dorothy. Um, drove Kate's father to an early grave with, with, all, with, all, with all the nagging. 
That could be possible. Maybe he just ran off. Yeah. Well, are you opening a, um, like a, a package, Gumba? Like a... I just had a drink. <laughs> Is it a, it's like a bottle of water? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the episode starts, um, in a strange way because Dorothy, Kate's mother, comes to the door and surprises them. <clears throat> and there are mountains of food in the living room uh, for seemingly no reason. Now, it looks like maybe they're putting groceries away, um, and Alf has a claw hand, and there are lots of condiments. So I think that this is Kate is making sandwiches, right? Do you think they like make sandwiches with a claw hand, like a robotic manufacturing kind of process? In the well, I think that Alf has a claw hand um, because he can't reach things because he's small. Ah, so he, they're, they're making him useful by giving him extra robotic limb. Yes. Okay. But, um, so Kate is making sandwiches for dinner. And I think there's a bunch of eggs out on the table, too. I don't know why they would need raw eggs to make a sandwich. Um, but it's a little bit mysterious. Anyway, uh, Gumba, did you notice that they had piles of food all around in the in the living room? Not really, no. So that didn't that didn't resonate with you. That didn't nothing clicked for you there that this is something weird is going on here. Well, it's Alf, you know. Right, right. Like stupid stuff happens all the time in Alf in the Alf universe. And uh, and um, more often than not, food is involved. Right. Suck. Which you know, uh, as a fat person, it, it that speaks to me. You know, just, just you like you like seeing food around in general, or just like it's okay yeah. with you just to, to hear about food and see food. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Good rep good representation. I mean, I mean, um, I prefer I prefer if it's within reach, you know, uh, so that I don't have to stand up, but I don't mind seeing it on TV or right. So do, reading about it is it not a little bit of a, a little bit of a tease for you though? Like you see some delicious food in Alf, wouldn't you? Do you feel like maybe you'd like to be able to eat that food? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, so Dorothy comes to the door and Kate slams it in, in her face immediately and demands that Alf hide because, um, you know, it's a secret that they own Alf. Now, I got the impression that they were they were uh, trying to um, keep Alf secret not just because that's what they usually do, but because they were, they sort of saw their, um, um, having Alf in their house as a, uh, something to be ashamed of. Like, the, it was something like, that brought them down a peg in terms of status, um, and and that they didn't want the the harsh judgment of the mother uh, because that you know they they lowered themselves in this way. Did you both get that impression too? Maybe maybe that's right. Maybe like Kate feels like inadequately like like she shows herself as a bad housewife, and like if if she has this uh, hairy monster living in her house and like just controlling her life in a way i guess just having some well they power. already have out for that sorry because uh, uh, well she practically takes over the household while she's right there. right so she's a hairy monster too is what you're saying yeah okay <laughs> that's good sorry this is a uh it, our, our our audio situation isn't ideal here, but I think we're making it work. I think it's, I mean it's probably top ten of podcasts of all time so far. Um, it's horrible. No, it's good. It's just too much. You don't, it's horrible. Let's not let's not bum everybody out. Uh, so I I mean I got this impression not just from my I wasn't just reading between the lines actually when this was a little bit of a spoiler, but Alf does reveal himself to Dorothy later in the episode. 
and um, Dorothy says to Kate, like, I expected better things for you or something like that. Like, she said something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, basically, she's like, it's almost like she, like, married a biker gang or something, you know, like the whole gang. I mean, she she already had to, uh, uh, um, what's the word, um, get used to her being married to Willie. So I guess a, a, a hairy alien living in their house wasn't that much of a shock. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So um, when Dorothy shows up, most of the initial tension revolves around her sort of um, sub subordinating Kate in a, in, in a maternal role. She brings lots of... Um, sweaters. She brings a lot of sweaters for kids. Lots of warm sweaters and knit items because she implies heavily that the house is, is too cold and that the children are going to die of exposure. Um, now, I thought it was pretty clear watching this that, that Dorothy was being very passive-aggressive and, and and a little bit insulting, but uh, Kachi, I think that you, uh, you were a little bit... Um, you know, I, I think you, were, you you weren't as hard on her. Yeah, well, I thought that... I mean, she she was passive-aggressive, I guess, but, like, Kate would be easier for her to just say thanks than start the confrontation right away because that kind of just putting, putting some oil on the fire, you know, like... Nah, didn't really help the situation. Plus, I, I kind of enjoyed the sweater she gave Lynn. That was a pretty... Yeah, it was a nice sweater. I think it looked like it probably took a long time to knit. But I don't know if anybody ever needs that um, thick of a sweater in Los Angeles. Well, we don't really know what the situation in the Tanner household really is. Maybe it is freezing there. Maybe she was just being considerate. Do you think that, like, um, Willie runs the air conditioner too much and it, that's what makes it so cold? Like, he's got some kind of, like perverted obsession with with cold house like having a cold house like it's some kind of kink for him probably not because they're, they're trying to save money with like some little things often do you think he would spend money on like 24 7 air conditioning to the max if it was like an obsessive like weird sexual compulsion yeah i would i do think that Okay, I, I I don't really see the, the the sexual kink in that. I just think everything he does sort of leads down that path. This is kind of a creeper. Okay, maybe you're right. Okay, Gumba, what do you think? Uh, I believe uh, if it's the air conditioning, it's probably because of Alf. Yeah. As usual. That's true. Also, Alf. I mean, he 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 has a he has a fur coat and he lives in in Los Angeles and you know. Yeah, exactly. It's probably too. Hot it's probably him. not very uh, comfortable. Yeah, I think you're probably right, Gumba. I think you hit the nail on the head. Alf runs the air conditioner too much. So I mean, this is probably more fun put into this show than the producers have did. But... Yeah, but yeah, but we see that every episode. You know, this is like this is what we're doing. We're trying to correct. For their wrongs, I think, and not thinking enough about their own show. This is like a karmic retribution. So it's a um, lot of red. Well, it maybe, maybe, but um, another beyond the um, the sweaters. Um, she also uh, Dorothy also implies that the children are malnourished, and that she says she's going. You know, she's going to make them a real, a real dinner. Um, because Kate's only going to be making them sandwiches, which is not, apparently inadequate. Uh, now, do you both think that sandwiches are an inadequate meal? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But what are their, their bread? That's a lot of carbohydrates. You can put a lot of different things on a sandwich. Apparently, they were going to put eggs and, like, peanut butter and celery and things like that on them. So, that, I mean, Yeah, but they're not very really, filling. Well, if you could have two or three... Only? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you exactly, exactly. See, you're, you, 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 you hit the nail on the of head course, again. Of course, I may be the wrong person to ask. Uh, Do you, Gumba, when you have a sandwich? Considering how much food is enough? 
Do you eat lots of little sandwiches or one very long sandwich? Yes. <laughs> do you would you have a do you have more than one very long sandwich? If I can. Yeah. Usually I'm just, you know, strapped for time, so Gumba described a very good sandwich in the one of the previous episodes that he had with a lot of stuff in it. It still makes me hungry. Yeah, I think I remember saying that it sounded like a Scooby-Doo sandwich. Does that reference resonate with either of you? Yeah. Like those big ones? Yeah, like a giant stack with, and it would have like a whole fish on it and like a salami and like, you know, everything but the kitchen sink, as they say. Yeah. Scooby-Doo kind of weirded me out, so I block the memories of Scooby-Doo. Why did Scooby-Doo uh, weird you out? It's a weird dog. It's a weird oh, the dog, not the show. Yeah. Okay. So you just didn't. What about what about the the mystery gang? Is that what they were called? The mystery gang. Maybe. Did you like the um, like Daphne? Uh, I liked the the weird guy. Shaggy. Yeah. Okay, so you like Shaggy, but not Scoob. <laughs> That's unusual. It's an unusual situation to be in. Okay, let's go back to Al. So, um, the, um, so what happens after she first comes in? I think we, um, we cut to, like, the next morning, right? Yeah, we, uh... Right, right, the garage. Yeah, they, uh, they get Al to settle in the garage for a bit, for a few days, and it's freezing there. So he can get too cold, mm -hmm. is what we learn. Maybe because it's January. Yeah, I actually don't know what the weather's like in Los Angeles in January. I imagine it's still not cold, but uh, that's probably, like, cool. Uh, I guess we could Google it, but it sounds like a lot of trouble. Yeah, I'm not uh, they, uh, they just had that Christmas special. Yeah, this I think this is set in January uh, because the, it, it aired... Um, on what January? What I say, January twelfth or something like that. January second, seventh, one of those, seventh, second, or twelfth. Probably neither. N none of the above. I'll check. I think seventeenth. It was the twelfth. Twelfth. You were right. I was right. Well, one of one for one of one out of the three was right. Um, so Alpha's in the garage. He's sort of um imprisoned there. I'm tangled up in wires. Um, okay. Um, and uh, he's r radioing for help. For help? Yeah, he's trying to get some help to get out of this garage alive. And he's interrupted by Kate and Lynn, who bring him food and tell him that he has to stay in that garage for several days. And he's... Not happy. Not happy. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, <I'm laughs> you can't see, but it's like a ridiculous configuration of, uh, of, of wires and, and headphones. And um, I, I'm making matters worse by sort of putting myself in, in, in dumb positions. Um, but yeah, another thing I think worth mentioning is the reason for Dorothy's visit, which we forgot to touch on. And I, I think it's that she's planning a trip to Hawaii with a friend. And um, for some reason, she's sort of stopping over for a couple days before that. Um, I don't think they ever tell us where she came from, though, do they? No, I don't think so. They just, like, she, she just appeared. Yeah. I mean, I, I imagine she came from, like, wherever wherever Kate is originally from. Um, but we I, I don't think we know that. Do we know that, Gumba? Do you know? Mm, not to my knowledge. Okay. Too bad, you know, it was a, a Twitter account um, called Alf Facts um, tweeted at me the other day. Um, could really use some Alf Facts right now. Like somebody, like if only somebody would actually re do some like really serious research on Alf and provide that information, you know. Certainly I'm not going to do it, even though I have the most successful Alf podcast of all time. There are others? I think there's one other. 
It's called Alpha oh, and damn Alpha. Me. And it's probably actually more successful than this one. But it's like um, a guy actually dresses up as Alf for that. Like he dresses up as Alf and then recaps the episodes. But I, from what I can tell, we're on a better pace than their show. Like I think we're um, we're we're catching up to where they are, and that's been on for for like a long time. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not you know I'm not calling a shot here. I don't want to start like a turf war, but um, you are. We'll just see. We'll just see how it goes. You know, when the, when the um, Alf Podcast Awards come around and all the votes are in, we'll just see. We'll let that, you know, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Um, so it's worth mentioning that Dorothy's going to Hawaii because Alf ends up in the garage for three days. Um, and that's already too long. But then she gets into an altercation with her friend who is going to be late for the trip to Hawaii. Wait, I'm skipping the breakfast. Yeah. Okay. So Alf, uh, Alf is on a strike to to get out of the garage, and he doesn't see what was uh, the big deal is with uh, telling Kate's mom uh, about himself. But Tanner is uh, kind of terrified of that idea, I guess. Because they're embarrassed, not because they think like she's gonna like narc on Alf. Um, so we have a scene in the morning. Um, it appears that Willie is making pancakes. No, that's later. I, s I think that's later in the day. That's right. Sorry. Okay. So just yeah, that's after the reveal. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. There was a really good scene where Millie was ver Willie was very ma emasculated, so I just didn't want to miss that. But I mm -hmm. think we haven't gotten there yet. Um, okay, so Alf uh, Alf decides to live in Kate, Kate's and Willie's bedroom, which we learn about later. Um, and he lives under their bed, but they only realize that after he spent a night or two there. Yeah, I think it was two or three nights, and um, there was one night in particular that Willie asked. Sunday. About. Sunday night? They, they, they ask him, where are you there on Sunday? Sunday night is... <laughs> he is... says, don't worry, I had nothing. <laughs> so Sunday is the sexy night on the Willie Kate household, right? Like, so is, that the, is that the traditional night um, for, like, the holy night of their Congress? Do you think we, uh -huh. we hear more about that tradition later? I hope... I hope to learn more about every facet of their lives. Um, we really need these characters to be fully real and, 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 and realized in reality. Um, so Alf is under the bed during the, um, the lovemaking session, for lack of a better word. And, um, and then they you know, say he can't stay there, and he goes under the bed, and they start... Um, Jumping. jumping, jumping on the bed, and and Alf makes a remark uh, of uh, and and encouraging Willie to go for it. Yeah, it's really dirty. It's a really dirty joke. Um, yeah, so it's, it's very surprising. Yeah, it's sort of yeah, tonally out of out of place in Alf so far. I think uh, I I think uh, it's uh, it it wasn't it wasn't in the German version of the. Oh really? What, uh, what did he say in the German version? I think he 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 was it was just you know um, saying something like uh, I get the hint and uh, he moves out. Oh, that's nice. I can't believe they uh, they they like the German. They left they left in the, the thing about the Sunday though. Right. So they just didn't go all the way with it. Like they didn't want. They didn't want the the joke. They didn't commit about it being basically a simulated sexual act in the in the episode. That's where they drew the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ger German Germany. Uh, it, I, I've I've always understood to have some very kind of strange um, censorship guidelines. Um, like I remember hearing about like uh, video games I played having diff very different versions in German. Where like 
all the characters had to be turned into robots because you couldn't depict like um you know violence uh but i i I didn't know they were so puritanical you know i thought germans were pretty like uh pretty loose about these kinds of things is it is there also like the green blood thing in germany is it still a thing in video games that um you can't portray like realistically red blood I think it, that's not uh, that wasn't uh, Germany alone, but um, it has it has how how do you say um, loosened in the Relaxed. in the past two years. That's good. You know, with the with uh, we have our own uh, version of the E S. No wait, the um, uh, the rating systems. You know. Yeah, the uh, B C D D A, the M P P C C. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And the well. ES, ES are, are the G, G, whatever. Yeah, G, 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 the B, 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 C, D. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when the Mortal Kombat came out on the Super Nintendo. Um, the su- they replaced the blood with, with, with white stuff. Yeah, it was supposed to be sweat, I think. But like these people must have been <laughs> sweating very... But we all know it was in- something else. Well, I mean, I, that doesn't make any m- much more sense than sweat, Gamba. I mean, come on. There's just semen <laughs> flying out of people's foreheads when you punch them. I wasn't saying it was that. That Ridiculous. was you. You dirty boy. I mean, I... I know you're being, you know you're just being very disingenuous right now. It's a very disingenuous position, but anyway, I think I mean I think sweat. I, I think I would break I would I would break into a pretty intense sweat if I had to fight like a four armed giant muscle man on like a skull bridge. So I think that's realistic. Oh yeah. I don't think it's any <sighs> any less realistic than probably gallons of blood flying out of somebody's face if you slap them. So all all around probably probably fine. I mean, if, it, if it's one, if it's not one thing, it's another. Um, <laughs> what about in Russia? Do they have these uh, blood rules? No, no, I don't think so. Um, there is some rating system for what age you should be. I think now. Yeah, it's a GCCDD. Yeah, but um, it wasn't really strict when I was a kid, and you could buy pretty much any game. Also, nobody actually bought games. Everyone pirated games. Even like Super Nintendo games. Um, yeah, I think. I think there were some Nintendo clones as well, like uh, and gaming console clones, mm-hmm. like those ones that are like from Taiwan, and it's like called like the Fun Boy or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, those are cool. Um, so Alf lives in the garage. Um, then, so this is this is when Kate, the Dorothy, gets the call, right? So this is when so Dorothy gets a call from her her friend, and the, her friend said she's going to be late for Hawaii. So somehow that ends up being that the whole trip is canceled because Dorothy just can't can't deal with it. And so this was like an unreasonable interaction, probably. Well, that was like a joke about her friend being super selfish, and clearly like. It was implied that she's the only, the, the most selfish person in this household. But, yeah. What is interesting is that how similar Dorothy and Kate are. Uh, not only in, like, their, like, posture and kind of appearance, but also in some kind of mannerisms and the way they move their hands. That's uh, some good acting. Or are they actually, do you think that uh, Anne Shadeen is somehow related to Ben Affleck? Uh, no, but uh, yeah. I don't think so. What I think happened is um, that probably Anne Mira is such a good, talented method actress. She probably moved in with um, with was there Anne Shadeen? So they're both Anne's. Coincidence? So they she probably moved in with Anne Shadeen for like a few weeks prior to shooting to get down all of her mannerisms because you know she's a. I think we forgot to mention at the top of the show. That, that Anne Mira, and Gumba, I'm not even sure if you know this, is um, Ben Stiller's mother. I didn't know that. Yeah. The Zoolander himself. Hmm. He also, um, 
she was married to Jerry Stiller, who, of course, is Ben Stiller's father and played Frank Costanza in The Seinfeld Show, called The Seinfeld Show, starring Jerry Seinfeld as himself. So, um, yeah, I agree that they were... She was well cast. She does look like Kate. They, they act alike. I, I find in a, in a similar um, vein in the show Small Wonder... Um, the father and son were cast well. They look, they look sort of alike. Did you, did you notice that when you watched Small, Small Wonder? Uh, I was not really focused on like male characters in that episode. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of really strong female roles in Sw- Small Wonder, so it is, it is easy to miss the, the really dull men. You're right. Yeah, unless he, he falls over. It was, a, yeah, it was a good pratfall. Well, let's, let's not go down the, the small wonder rabbit hole. I mean, we could get lost there for, for hours. Um, so um, Dorothy cancels her trip, and this b- basically means that she's going to be kind of staying with the Tanners indefinitely. I don't know why it doesn't mean she just will go back to where she came from. Um, since we don't know where she came from, I guess that's just a convenient uh, narrative device here. So do you think she's actually homeless? She spent all her money on that Hawaii ticket? That's possible. Maybe she's homeless. Um, she's actually going to be in the next several episodes, so we'll probably learn more about where she came from and where she's ultimately going back to uh, in, in the fullness of time. So that's something we can really look forward to. Well, I know actually about that, but uh, oh. I can... I can uh, talk about it now or wait until the episodes oh, come is in. It, what do you think would be good like good podcasting what do you think you I don't know you're the expert you th- <laughs> that's I don't know about that uh, let's let's save it I don't want to let's not spoil the, the next episodes because I you know and then we'll start talking about that here and we'll have nothing to talk about in that one Gumba do you think that um, hmm? do, do you agree that the uh, that that Kate and um, Dorothy look alike. Yes. Do you think it's a coincidence that Dorothy's hair is the same color of, of Alf's as Alf's? Hmm. Now that's a question I have never asked myself. <laughs> okay, you don't have to answer right away. Think about it. We'll return to it at the at the end of the show. Um, but my guess is probably not. Okay, so that's a that's a no. I agree. So um, on on the realization that um, Dorothy will be staying indefinitely, um, Alf, this is, is this when Alf goes on strike? No, he. Uh, that I think we're getting to the moment when he reveals. Okay, uh, so this is when he decides to reveal himself to to Dorothy. So he just sits and he plants himself down at the dining room table in the dark. Or is it the kitchen table? This is important. Um, I don't know how how many tables do, do they have? Do they have a dining room? Is that is that the scene on your phone there? Uh, I'm I think sure. they're I think sitting it's in, the in the kitchen table. At the kitchen table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kitchen. You're right. It's the kitchen table. I just saw it. So Alf's at the kitchen table. Dorothy walks in. She's like, really nonplussed. She really doesn't know how to handle the fact that there's an alien. Um, that's a good screen grab you just took. I just saw that. <laughs> I thought you could get away with that without, without, uh, without. I, what are you gonna do with that? Are you gonna post that on Facebook? I or? think, uh, I think that shows another similarity to Kate, who, who also was, uh, well, uh, relatively uh, um, quick to accept that Alf would be a, a part of their lives. Right. Right. For- yeah. She, she quickly acquiesced. Like uh, in the first nightmare. episode, when she, uh, when the military guy comes uh, to their house and she, uh, relatively uh, without, uh, well, batting an eyelid, uh, eyelash, uh, eyelid, to um, lie to the man. Right. To what, hide. Uh, what was his name again? Problem. It was a funny name. Skip freely or something like that. Sergeant Roger Dash, Jim Dale, Bobby 
Bobby Bo Bobby Bobby Bobbleson. Boba. It's Boba. Yeah. We'll get back to that. Um, or not. We probably won't get back to that. Um, so Alfred pieces himself to Dorothy. Dorothy's blah 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 blah. She's freaked out. She's freaked out first. She she thinks hysterical. She gets hysterical. She thinks he's a nightmare. Yeah, she's well. But the next the next morning, she she realizes that that was not a dream, and she has to deal with it somehow. And as a grown woman, she 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 knows that she can she can deal with that, and she has a discussion with the Tanners and Alf in the kitchen. Yeah, and she starts immediately an antagonizing Alf. Um, and I think this is, you know, they were really setting her, her up as a, a foil for Alf, as though he didn't already have a foil in, like, every other Tanner. Um, but um, she's, like, a, she's really nasty. I mean, she gets really nasty really quick. I, I blame her. I think she's an, an antagonist here, sort of like uh, an instigator, right? Like Woody Woodpecker. Did she make the sound as well? No, but it's just in the spirit of the thing where it's like Woody Woodpecker, you know, he he's the one that's causing the trouble as opposed to like, you know, Elmer Fudd is the one that's sort of the instigator for Bugs Bunny, but Woody Woodpecker is the one that's like just pecking people on the head and laughing. Yeah, that's true. So she implies that Willie uh, is, has let himself uh, become like um, not... A person who has control in that house. To, he let Alf take control over the house, and she's being quite racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's being racist because Alf is not uh, doesn't look like them, even though he clearly has like a um, fully formed sort of consciousness, and he's acts human and speaks English. She still treats him like a. Uh, she she implies that he should be eating dog food off of the floor. That he doesn't deserve a seat at the table because he's not, you know, he's not human or, or just doesn't doesn't look like like them, right? Like he's furry, so he must be. Um, so th- I mean, this is this is sort of uh, you know this is unreasonable, but it's uh it's uh it, it's not that far off what probably it, it is any given old person would would act like, right? Um, maybe, but that also reminds me that early in the episode, Alf actually asks an important question of. How the tenors see him, like as a son, or yeah, that's a very good, good, good observation. Um, or a mutant, or a mutant, a son or a mutant. Yeah, I think he asked, like he's like, oh sure, um, send the mutant to the garage, something like that. Yeah, it was something like that, and they they could not really defend themselves against those uh, wise accusations. Right, and uh, I think the. Even if they saw him as a son, which that's like probably more close to than to, that's probably the only way they would consider him human as as, as sort of a child, a subordinate. Even that's not even fair. I mean, he's 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 actually older than them. He's in and smarter. So, like, we should you know we this is it's offensive on every level, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Gumba, are you offended? I'm always offended. Okay. Um, so. They land somewhere in between mutant or child. Um, and then, so in this scene, um, Willie's making pancakes. Uh, he's mixing the big bowl of pancakes. And then, um, Gumbo, those are some like, really hard clicks. Are you bidding on some eBay auctions? Something like that. <laughs> um... So Dorothy implies that Willie's not a real man or something like that because he's not at the head of the table. Um, Which, to be honest, is a conclusion that uh, this podcast has come to several times before. That's true, but for for better reasons. Because I really feel like who are, who are, seating location at a table is, is pretty arbitrary. Uh, I mean, unless you really just impose that symbol, symbolic value on it. Um, what do you, do? Either of you have any associations with like a domineering figure sitting at the head of a table? Do we have associations, or do we practice that? Either. Um, 
I guess at, at some tables you can actually like uh, they're designed in a way that if you put somebody at the head of the table it would feel like a power place PowerPoint <laughs> yeah like a PowerPoint presentation exactly. like in the Microsoft Office suite yeah continue <laughs> yes but um, I don't really um, own one of those so I'm always kind of powerless I guess is what I'm saying I I can base this off of meetings at work. I, I often end up sort of at the end of a table, and no nobody cares about placement. Uh, uh, this might be like a, something about my specific office that's like a little bit more sort of open and egalitarian. But it's it's I usually just end up there if no if I'm the last one to show up because nobody else has bothered to to sit there. But do you think there's a reason for them not sitting there? Like deference to me as a as a kind of a strong figure, right? No, I don't think it's that. <laughs> it's probably it's because the pet, the cat usually poops on that chair. Um, what, did you see the cat poops on the chair? Do you have a cat? Yeah. There, there's no cat in the office. They, they brought one in extra I wish for you. we had an office cat. That would be really fun. What would his name be? Mm. Mortimer. Mortimer? Mortimer. Mortimer, okay. Morty. 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 Okay, good. Morty, like Morty Seinfeld, who was married to Helen Seinfeld, who was played by the same actress as Mrs. Zachmonic. So we brought it back to Alf. Um, so Dorothy implies that um, Alf is dictating what they have for breakfast because he requests that um, Willie make him like some French toasts with powdered sugar. Um, but Willie refuses to make that and continues to make the pancakes. So why does she get to to make the claim that Alf is dictating the breakfast? He clearly was rebuffed. Maybe because he also was not helping in any way. He was just sitting there being served. And she she saw that as <laughs> as a power PowerPoint. Apparently like a PowerPoint presentation from from what the Microsoft Office suite of software product solutions for for business and workflow. And obviously, as any sane person, she hates PowerPoint presentations, so she she had to uh, voice her opinion. I made a uh, a pretty good PowerPoint presentation a couple weeks ago um, at work. I was pretty proud of it. Okay. Well, I haven't seen that yet. It had a lot of um, like farm equipment on it. Far farm equipment. Yeah, I was working on. I mean, I can't. It's like a trade secret, so I can't reveal too many of the specifics. But it was related to agriculture as a um, as an asset as a as an investment um, asset class industry focus. I see. Yeah, it was really interesting, fascinating. I wish I could tell tell you guys more, but it's you know, like I said, trade secret. Um, so anyway, uh, PowerPoint presentation, uh, breakfast time. I I think that really. It was, she, maybe maybe she just meant that um, e the fact that Alf would even think it was okay to even try to dictate what to make for breakfast was like a, a indicative of the, the the position that he had put put the family in. But um, I, I, why don't we just let this go? Good. Okay. Uh, Katya is nodding. You let it go. Uh, Gumba, did you nod? Did you make any kind of physical gesture? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I figured. I nodded quite vigorously. So, um, I think this is, so, Dorothy s dis says that she's going to take over making breakfast, but she does so in such a way that she's implying that she's taking it over from Kate, even though Willie was, was making, actually the one making the breakfast. Um, and she, she then accuses Kate of making watery pancakes. But again, I think Willie made the pancakes, so it's, it's very strange. Um, but, so is this the scene where they actually have the confrontation with, like, Lynn, or is it the next scene? With Lynn? I think it's, um, it's the scene where uh, Kate voices her actual opinion. She's made uh, by the tanners and uh -huh. to to reveal to her mother that she hates her, basically. Yeah, but it's... The I'm sorry, I should be... You, we probably heard none of that. Can you repeat that? Yeah, so uh, this is the scene where um, Kate uh, is made t 
to tell her mother that she hates her and uh, kind of the whole family nudges them to to actually tell tell the truth to each other and Kate says that she, she hates being controlled in her own house and being told how how bad she is at managing that household but to to be fair is it the happiest of the families? Is everything going that well in the Tanners? So you're saying that Dorothy's correct in her um, in her assessment of the of Kate as the, an unfit mother. Uh, I think she's correct to see that many things are wrong, but I think she's she's incapable of fixing that. I don't think anyone is. It's probably her bad parenting that led to this mess to begin with even though it, at the end of the scene Kate makes the point of saying that that Dorothy was a good mother and that's why she doesn't need to meddle so much because she's instilled that good motherness into Kate which we, I think we just revealed um, through argument and, uh, and rational thinking that that's false it's a false position yeah, do you think uh, that Anne, uh, what's her name, who played Dorothy? Anne Mira. Yeah. Mirin, maybe. Do you think that she she acted like that in real life? Do you think that like Ben Stiller suffered from her parenting techniques? No, I think in real life she was probably like a really cool mom, like in show business and stuff, and like was probably like really probably way too permissive of like really bad behavior from Ben. He probably like smoked a lot of pot and she was like she probably smoked pot with him. She seemed like she was like a dirty hippie too. How can you tell? I have seen old pictures like separate from this in my past. I don't I just remember like her looking like a hippie. Okay, I I, I could only assess this I think Ben would probably disagree with this, but he would I think it'd be Delusion, you know, on his part. Do you think he's gonna sue sue us now? I, you know what? Maybe instead of suing, he could come on the podcast as it didn't do like a full rebuttal. That's that's a good idea. Gamba, what do you think of Ben Stiller as an entertainer? Mm. Did you like Meet the Parents? Never seen it. What about Night at the Museum? Never seen it. What about Night at the Museum Two? Never seen it. What about Night of the Museum 3? You're getting desperate. What about Tropic Thunder? No. you never seen that one? That's pretty good. No. What about... Um, if you say so. What about... What's that other one? Um, Starsky and Hutch. No. That's a, a reference in Problem Sleuth. The, um, yeah, that's the, that's the only... So why would you not go and like go ahead no and, and see that? It's, it's like a, to expand on your knowledge of that universe. Problem Sleuth. Yeah. I read it. Um, All the way. What even, a, even... I, didn't, I didn't die from it. You didn't like you didn't like Problem Sleuth. Oh no no I mean I didn't die from it unlike Homestuck. I guess, like, even love for Problem Sleuth is not going to make people actually watch Ben Stiller movies. What about, um, what's the one that he did with, oh, something about Mary? No. Okay, let's move off of this, because um, I think we're, we're actually wrapping up the episode. Um, so, basically, Dorothy... Um, agrees to be less of a B-word, bad mother. That's what I meant by that. And everything's cool, right? Uh, I guess. But um, in the end of the episode, we get a kind of... We, we go back to the present theme that we see in the beginning of the episode with the net... Uh, presents for um, what's what's his name? Benji Gregory's that Brian. Oh, Bri Brian, <laughs> Brian, 
Brian Tanner. And uh, Alf. And uh, so she made a she made a hat for Brian. That's way too big. Mm-hmm. It looks like a, a a gnome or something. I think it looks like a like a turban, kind of, a little bit. He, he well, he always looks a bit weird, I guess. So he kind of complains a little bit about that hat, and Alf supports him. So she puts another tiny hat. Uh, on Alf's nose, over his face, as a muzzle. Yeah, it's a muzzle. So it's a basically an assault, not only on his physical person, but also on his uh, his free free speech. So it's a hu- it's another gross violation of his his dignity and rights as a as a being. And yet, I think it's sweet. Like she it made, looked funny though. She she made a tiny hat. Yeah. You know what else looked funny, um, Gumba? Um, the Antics in the Abu Ghraib prison in the, during the Iraq War. Those were pretty funny pictures too, weren't they? Yeah. That's really come on, come on. It's beyond the pale. It's beyond the pale. Um. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the end of the episode. That's the sort of the zinger at the end. Like she's like, she's still a cantankerous old hag. Did they? And she's still not in Hawaii. Yeah. E. That's a good uh, screen grab. Can you send it's, that? Is that it Hawaii time? or Hawaii? Yeah, she. So wait, did she? She didn't go back to Hawaii, right? No. No, she 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 didn't, and she's staying in this family for the next several episodes. So we have a, there's a lot more to come, and it's gonna be great. Um, and there's a reason for that too. So, oh, you see, so, so you've got the inside scoop. That's good. Yeah. Can I just ask? Um, so, who do you guys think the MVP of this episode was in terms of the most most valuable character besides Alf? Kate. Why do you think so? I just said a name. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed uh, Dorothy's character, maybe because the acting was pretty good on Anne's part, but I was a little bit sad that uh, Willie was almost not there. He was not really playing any part of this. Well, and... he got his own uh, episode with uh, the base jumping or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's, we should note that um, there's a guy named Tony Topola from Finland who writes a lot of the plot summaries on IMDb. Uh, and the plot summary he wrote for this episode was uh, Kate's mother, who is not on warm terms with Willie, arrives for a surprise visit that forces the Tanners to lock Alf in the garage for, quote, a few days. Um, so that's, I think that Tony sort of got this one wrong. Because, I mean, she's clearly not on great terms w- with Willie, but she's, like, not on good terms with, with Kate either. I think that was the bigger uh, the bigger point. Yeah, it's... It's almost as if Willie is invisible, both to her and the viewer in this episode. Yeah, and that brings us to, who do you guys think the least valuable player was in this episode? Probably Bry. Yeah, I was going to say Brian, too. Gumba, do you agree with Brian? Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, he had a one moment where he did his stupid alpha imitation, um, and then he had the hat, and that's pretty much it. Then again, that that goes probably for most episodes. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a disgusting little punk. Um, but I do thank him for his at service. At least, at least uh, in the original uh, um, dub. Sorry. Uh, in the in the English version, you know, the original, uh, he's he's pretty annoying. But in I, I always remember him as actually being pretty witty and funny in the German dub. Uh, I find that very hard to believe. Did they like add and some extra extra jokes for him to be a better character? Yeah, they uh, often do that. Is it possible that they um, got an adult to do the voiceover for him? Sort of like, you know, like Goku in Dragon Ball has like an adult woman does his child's voice, so it's like you know what I mean? Yeah, that's usually how it goes. So like, that, that so makes... they actually take someone who can act. 
So it's like he's like a cartoon character in the German version, but like we were sort of saddled with this this idiot child trying to act, which is like he sucks, sucks at it. Yeah. Okay, so the MVP is a tie between Kate and Dorothy. Um, I think Lynn is probably third. She facilitates the uh, discussion. Uh, Willie is probably fourth. Brian is dead last. Alf is, of course, always the the real MVP. So we can't. He he's out of contention. Okay. He always gets the play of the game. Well, the, oh, the play of the game was the heartfelt talk that they had. <laughs> that was the, the pizza barge mention. The pizza the pizza barge mention was. Yeah, the play of the game was the a callback to the pizza barge. Um, I don't know if you noticed that, Gumba. No. Okay, just as well. So we're we just are about to cross the um, sixty minute mark here. Probably a little God bit Lord. Less, probably a little bit less because I think I called. I never get that time back. A little bit. Oh, what were you gonna do instead? You're just gonna play video games. Yeah. So. Well, I was playing. I, I I was playing video games mostly throughout this episode. So this is even like a hypocritical hypocritical. Um, I, I feel like this has been the time of your life. Definitely that was uh, the time of my life. Yeah, this has been good. It's it's the recording. Yeah, well, you're from, yeah, well, you're from Russia. <laughs> That's really a low blow. Really low blow. Do the Swiss and the Russians not get along historically? I think Swiss are known for... Well, we, we like the money. <laughs> Swiss are a prickly people. I don't think Russia has any anything against uh, Switzerland. As do we none, except for the hoarding of the Jewish gold after the World War Two. Come by, I hold you personally responsible for that. If uh, Tony Topola is out there, I'd like very much like to have you on the show. So please get in touch. Byrobot at yes, gmail dot com. My um, my place is always open. No, you you'll you're a you're a regular. Um, but I I did try to find Tony Topola on Facebook, and there were three Tony Topolas from Finland, and I couldn't land on which one was correct. They all looked like good candidates for somebody who would write Alf synopses on IMDb. So I couldn't. I I, I was had to choose between contacting all of them or none of them. I, I opted for none. Um, I might change my mind about that in the future. Anyway, uh, thank you both for joining. This has been a, a hoot. Um, Katya is uh, doing a tour of the United States, uh, primarily in New York, but she did a, did a swing through Boston. Um, so, Katya, it was fun to have you uh, in person in the studio here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Any thoughts on how the uh, the three-dimensional experience compares to the, uh, the, the two-dimensional experience? Uh, more more wires around. Yeah, there's a lot of wires. Um, is anything like in your sort of mind's eye? What, what's the most different thing from the actual setup than what you imagined it to look like? Um, I didn't really put much thought into imagining. You you were always kind of like a a bodiless voice. <laughs> right, like some kind of like like ethereal space entity. Yeah, I'm sorry that I I I can no longer live up to that uh that that expectation. All right, well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, apologies for those of you who have listened to this whole time and probably had to suffer through some some strange microphone jiggling noises, which I probably won't be able to do anything about. Um, but you know, this is life, man. You just take the you take the knocks, you take them, you just take it on the chin, you you keep going, you keep you come out swinging, you know. Gumba, is that your approach to life too? Uh, just take, you know, you take your lumps. Um, Always look on the bright side. It, as long as they taste good. Yeah, like a few <laughs> few sugar lumps. And there's some bread with it. Some bread. And maybe some soda. Bread. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. And. And maybe some chicken. Some chicken, right? Okay, I'm gonna stop you here. And huh? oh yes, sorry, I got. <laughs>
Exactly. And we can maybe we'd stop the whole episode here. This is it. This is, this is the end. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Till next time. May the elf be something. See it.